ask you a question let's start with this this okay. actually intrigues me a lot so you said you were an introvert yes you've known this all along um for a while i was always different From so you're saying was, extroverts yeah. are not different um, introverts are I special just, no at all actually i'm a bit of a ambivert so i can be wow. both what the hell does that mean I, it's both pardon my ignorance yeah, i don't no, know these terms fine. so what's uh what did you just say an ambivert okay what is that so it's someone who is both an introvert and an extrovert And oh, okay. it'll depend on, I guess, the company, maybe, or the situation. So by definition, uh, um, from a psychology point of view, an introvert somebody that is not comfortable in group settings? Is that the proper definition? I, I, don't, I don't know. I know for myself, it's, I, like, I like to be um, alone okay. a lot, and I'm shy. So that puts me in the category of being more of an introvert than an extrovert. I'm not, you know, too loud. Do you believe you can actually work or progress or develop to the opposite side? Yeah, I've been working on that. So that's your goal? Um, not to be a complete extrovert, but to be comfortable enough um, to be able to express myself. So I think for me, it's mainly working on my shyness. And I think working on that will help me be a little more extrovert. So your shyness comes from where? Uh, the fear of disappointment, the fear of... I've been like people? that since I've been little. So my grandmothers told me stories. My, my grandmother raised my sister and I um, since I was uh, three or four. Are you the youngest or the oldest? I'm the oldest. Yeah. Uh, the eldest of six, actually. Wow. Yeah. Um, It's a big family. Yeah. Um, But my grandmother would tell me stories how when we were out, when I was very young, under the age of six, and people would look at me, I would always ask her what was wrong and why people were looking at me. So I, I had this from a young age where I noticed uh, it made me feel uncomfortable. Okay. Yeah. It's those eyes. <laughs> But you have those deep Maybe. eyes. And again... They say the eyes are with the door or the, the window to the yeah, soul. Yeah, to the soul, yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, you have very deep... They're green. Because they have that little... They reflect. They exactly. reflect colors, yeah. So it's like you fall into like this well <laughs> where you see there's something at the bottom, but you don't know what it is. Uh, are you like... So you guys are six. Yeah. And you're the oldest. I'm the eldest. And are you all the same character-wise or... No, we're all very different, actually. Yeah. Because you know how the approach of nature versus nurture? Mm -hmm. So since you're the oldest, because you know they say the oldest and the youngest and the middle child all have different characteristics towards that. So do you, so were you the black sheep of the family? Um, between my sister and I, we're, uh, we're the two that have the same parents. My okay. mom remarried and so did my dad. So that's why we're that many. Oh, okay. Um, but between my sister and I, I think yeah, I'm definitely... The black sheep yeah, more often than none the first one is because it's the first one that opens up the first doors where the parents learn from that first child true, true. <laughs> so that's why everything seems like why did you do that and then by the time of the second one they're like yeah we're used to this now yeah so it's a little bit are you close with your sister we are much closer now and we were very close growing up and then when we both started developing our uh, personalities and characters we started to clash <laughs> That's an interesting <laughs> phrase. <laughs> Developing care. So what age was that? Um, Probably 12, like the teens, the early okay. teens. Yeah. Teenage age. Yeah. And, And we have 13 months apart. Wow. Yeah. So Or, you could be like, you know, friends and... Yeah. And then that's what happened, I think. Um, we started, we would fight a lot. Um, but we did have a lot of um, mutual friends. And then for myself, I had to, I felt like I had to start seeing her more as a friend than oh, a sister. Okay. And then that's where we got along better. So when you saw her as your younger sister, you were what, overprotective type of thing? Yeah. Yeah. I was overprotective. Um, 
I've always been a bit of a perfectionist, not so much now, but especially when I was younger. So I felt like I wanted to really, I wanted her to follow certain rules and I wanted her to be good with certain things. And so she was your child. I, I, I that's so weird. <laughs> no, but meaning that you were so, yeah, I was, I think I was putting, I had that expectation of her and I think, I think because she was the closest, she was the person I was the closest to. Um, I don't know why I put that pressure on her. How, I know it's a little bit personal, but how young were you when your parents separated? Um, three or four. Oh, and that's okay. when my father's mother took us in and, and raised us. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Three or four. That means your sister was two or three. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's super young. Yeah. Very young. So no wonder you have that protective side of you. Yeah. The protective side. And there was a, you know, there, yeah. It builds character, it seems. Yeah. <laughs> you came out pretty. So how did you discover art then? Um... Probably from my mom. I remember we were, I think I was eight or nine. We would uh, spend every weekend or every second weekend with my mom. And uh, one day she bought little oil paint kits. And that was the first time I um Was she an I artist painted. in any way or form? Um, my mom's an artist as well. Her mom was as well. Um, what kind of uh, they artists? Paint. Uh, my mom sketched. Uh, oh. My grandmother painted. Who was your influence growing up? Your guess your idols or your point of reference your north star probably my grandmother and you're born and raised here yes and you're an 80s baby okay mm -hmm. those were interesting times yeah that was fun <laughs> best years again yeah we, definitely we, we sound old saying i this. know <laughs> but it's honestly those were the best years pre-internet and after internet yeah so what are your thoughts and everything on, uh, the music the culture Yes, definitely. We had the like music. the 80s, the 90s. We had the best years. We had the good, you know, the love song eras. Yeah, when romance <laughs> was still alive. Yeah. That's <laughs> pretty much dead. Today I posted, the, I don't know if you saw that video where the guy slaps his wife, his girlfriend, and then she's like, you animal, and he gives her a ring and he's like, marry me. And then she just stops. <laughs> I feel like that's pretty much explains love the last 10 years. I hope not. <laughs> Again, I have two younger kids, so I'm just worried constantly yeah. about them. Yeah. It's a constant fear. The way things are evolving in a way or where they're we're giving value, actually, yeah. to attention, these influencers, these propaganda, these likes, these shares, these followers, whatever you want to call them. And it's really interesting from your point of from your case, because we've been what, talking for maybe the past year is give or take mm -hmm. even a bit more since Anna was on the pot mm -hmm. right and your profile is extremely well I guess the one that I have is your personal one yes extremely mysterious mysterious no but it is mysterious in the sense <laughs> your paintings are beautiful and amazing thank you it's abstract art right you. so it's a question oh no no definitely and I'm not saying this just to say it I'm a big art fan uh, what's interesting about your art specifically, especially that type of abstract, is depending on your mood, depending on the moment, you get different things from it. Yeah. And the fact that you're not very expressive verbally, let's just say, <laughs> and you have maybe two or three pictures of you, but they're all, except lately a bit, but before from your back, from your side, it wasn't like the full scope of you type of yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> So you're like, okay, so is this a persona? Is this a real person? Is oh my this... God, can you see me? I'm so shy. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. But That's what it is. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving you my perspective from the other side. I love that. Thank you. So how do you use social media? What's your, per like your personal one specifically? I first created it to put my art out. Um, but that was intimidating for me as well. Uh, just, I felt vulnerable in okay. doing so. I'm very attached to my art. Um, I didn't go to any art school or anything like that. So when I create, it's it's a feeling, it's a moment. It's um, I get into this meditative state where I'm just going with the flow. Most of the time, I don't even know what I'm going to create. It's therapeutic. It definitely is. Um, and sometimes I could be working on something for months and I can scrap something and then start all over on the same canvas again, which gives a lot of that texture. And uh, so for me, it's... I don't know. I think at first it was the fear of putting something out there and people not liking it, not getting a response. 
Um, and then a few of my close friends were pushing me because they kept saying how my art was special and that people need to see it. So that's why I created. Do you sell it? I do. I okay. do now. I wasn't going to. I wanted to do an exhibition first um, for people to be able to see it in person because I feel like the videos and the pictures don't really do them justice just because there's so much depth and texture to it. Um, and then, but as I know, you do actually a very good job. You're one of the rare artists that I know personally, where you have actually that video, where you filmed your paintings on the side, going towards it like it's a, it's an experience, right? I try, I try to show as much of that feel to it because depending on the lighting, the angle, you'll get a different. Yeah, it's like you sh you're giving this virtual tour of it. I try. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, no, because <laughs> I know a lot of painters, right? Mm -hmm. And. Uh, like I'm a big fan of art, like I said before, but the thing is usually they just take a picture of the painting or they just take a picture of them next to the painting. And yeah. that's pretty much it. Sometimes you can't even see the proper art like on a wall. And what's interesting with you is every picture, like especially the last three, especially that gold one, that one specifically, I love it. The gold white and I think there's a little bit of shade of black in it and it's humongous. And I don't know where you put it on which wall it looks like a castle or something <laughs> and i'm like wow it gives that um that image of glamour i guess and mystery and class yet and again now i'm going to make you a reference i'm not too sure you're going to understand uh have you ever watched the tv uh show daredevil on netflix i haven't watched tv in over two years wow <laughs> why um are you one of those that's against I'm not the against. Box. I'm not against it. I love the box. I used to love binge watching Netflix. Okay. Um. I just love to learn, and I think my focus. I would start watching YouTube a little more. Oh, okay. Um, and then there's documentaries. Yeah. No, there are. There are, and I did a lot of documentaries before I stopped. Mm -hmm. Um. But I think what happened was that I didn't like that. I didn't like binge watching at one point. I felt like I would go to sleep and I would dream about what I watched. And um, hmm. so I just decided to take a little break. And it was actually during the first lockdown. Um, okay. Yeah, I, it's been two years. <laughs> yeah, it's been two years. Um, I decided to take a little break. And now when I want to, when I want to watch TV, um, I don't know, it doesn't feel satisfying. Like I'll start watching something and I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, I literally feel like it's a waste of my time. Interesting. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Again, like pretty much anything in life, depending on why you do it. In right. Some people watch TV for entertainment, some for educational purposes, some for all of to the escape. Above. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because television, well, movies specifically, or TV shows, because nowadays TV shows are like extremely long movies, right? Yeah. Before movies were two hours, now yes. TV shows are seven eight episodes of one hour that's yes. a seven hour movie and i loved that before yeah it's a form yeah. of art too it is keep in mind if it it's is. done well yes absolutely again i am i won't lie i have my little vices in the sense that i'm i'm a big documentary fan but i do enjoy once in a while those tv realities because it makes me feel good about myself <laughs> See, those are the ones I don't like. Like no, I don't I like the them. dramas and the yelling. Oh my god, no, that triggers life. my anxiety. <laughs> no, 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 that triggers me. That's not my life. <laughs> no, but that's the thing. It's not if my life, but it. it's life in the sense yeah. that's part that you can see that, right? You can see people yelling in the streets. You can, and I used to hate that because I was like, it's very they're it's they're trying to grab attention and doing everything just to shock. Yet when you go deeper, when you dig deeper, actually. And wonder why they did what they did or how they did it and like you're like what kind of childhood did they have yeah the psychology behind it behind it and then i'm like oh shit, this is entertaining yeah and the thing is it's good to laugh once in a while like learning is good yes but you have to you know it's like going on vacation yeah. so if you watch a lot of documentaries i like to watch like something stupid just to i do i do that too if i do watch don't laugh at me oh well, i'll never but if dare. i if i do i do love comedy still I maybe watch four hours of TV in a month. Okay. In um, a month. In a month, I know, right? Just watching soccer games, I think I passed every day. <laughs> But okay, yeah, fair enough. Uh, so if I do, I, I'll go to, to a comedy. I oh. want. I, I, I enjoy laughing. So comedy. Stand-up comedy or comedy shows or comedy movies? Movies, yeah. shows, 
like if it's late at night and I'm having a hard time going to sleep and then, you know, meditation doesn't work and I need to kind of disconnect and distract myself a bit. Um, I watch reruns of the Golden Girls or Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Wow, the classics. <laughs> yeah. You're so young. <laughs> <laughs> but that's good. I usually watch 30 minutes of comedy before going to bed. The reason why is like I want my brain to be in a good space. Yeah. Something you can laugh about. Because when I watch a lot of documentaries and then I start overthinking. It analyzing. gets heavy sometimes. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. I'm not the type that gets depressed or anxious in any way or form. But when I overthink, I'm super busy in the head. Always. So am I. Like as I'm talking <laughs> to you, I'm preparing the next podcast after this and stuff like that. Now I've learned to live with it in a way or to pretty much organize my time and my energy brain-wise towards you know something that is better for me so i love to learn but if i overlearn, it feels like i didn't learn anything type of thing there's too much information wow yeah i didn't have time it's to, an overload exactly <laughs> to process everything yeah so comedy usually stand-up comedies and even stand-up nowadays comedians teach us a lot more than actually the news yeah lately. so it's and crazy. it's interesting their point of view especially like seinfeld i don't know if you're a big fan of seinfeld mm. i'm a big 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 fan because i watched a lot of it i have i didn't have much of a choice oh with the yes. people in my life but <laughs> true no, I, I found it interesting his approach because he's um, an observation co comic. Yes. Mm -hmm. So he pays attention to these little stupid things that we take for granted. Yeah. And he makes a whole show out of it. Yeah. And now there's somebody on Twitter that somebody shared with me. And it was really funny where he said if Seinfeld would exist today, this is what the episode would be about. And they were talking about how was it Elaine doing a three hour lineup to do a COVID test? Oh God! While Seinfeld yeah. breaks up with his girlfriend because he finds her ugly with a, without a mask, <laughs> right? Um, George was in a riot anti-vax because he feels the government is against him, while Kramer was selling in the black market those rapid tests, right? Fantastic! That's totally what it would be. <laughs> exactly, yes, it would. So I was like, I that. would definitely watch it because <laughs> we can relate. Yes, and mm -hmm. I tried showing the show to a younger crowd, and they have difficulty um, relating. Like that famous show where Elaine was it Elaine or J Jerry? I don't remember. Was getting these calls at home, and it was the the lines were crossed. Today that does not exist. No, <laughs> they'll never know that. Exactly. Yeah. They're like, oh, I didn't get your message, or I have to go and erase the message that I left on their answering machine. Yeah. Oh, it does not exist. No. And social That's media. So the far news. gone. Exactly. So they're like, what is that? I was like, that is science fiction but in the past type of thing. Isn't it crazy how that feels like it's so far and that's in our... It, but we are the crossroad, yeah. right? We're the bridge of the before and the after. When I was telling people, I didn't know any anything or pretty much nothing about social media until I got separated. Before that, I was like, I had Facebook, but it was really ultra light. Yeah. Like just to see, and at that time when Facebook was Facebook, people were, you know, it was pretty much like a a journal that people were putting on the right, walls and right. stuff like that and not <laughs> the family they, photo album exactly. online <laughs> and like i would go on it to see other people's stuff and that's about it mm -hmm. and then once i got separated and i had a little bit more time i'm like so what are people doing nowadays yeah have <laughs> to like, get back into it <laughs> exactly but again i have my love and hate uh, approach to social media to be honest there's certain terms that trigger me like influencers <laughs> <laughs> they trigger you oh i can't stand that word really why yes. i just find it ridiculous because and now if i'm generalizing again and everybody that listens to the pod know this <laughs> about me where you can be pretty or a guy could be hot and have thousands of followers and now you're an influencer yet oh yes what do you know right <laughs> right what do you know right. about life you're selling stuff for the money right yet you don't know the, the consequences of those that part of it i agree with yeah. so what are the good parts that kind of bothers me as well well because there are some really good influencers out there yes like i my personal page i don't follow anyone like i don't have any celebrities i mean either or anything like that and i only follow things that inspire me anything that i would want to see in my life in my so future should I be it's like my yeah it's like my vision board ah oh, yes that's how i use my social media like who i follow on my um on my instagram 
that's important. Like business yeah. is business. That's a different story. Yeah. But personal, yes. Person again, even my two accounts, I have a personal one with the pictures of my kids, and it's private, and I have like. 300 followers it's everybody that i know personally right mm-hmm. right it's really important for me to separate both worlds my public account my podcast account or my quote account whatever and it's really bizarre what i'm going to say here is i have an issue right now i realized it's over consuming you know those positive quotes and those and even me who writes them i'm not writing them as the absolute truth those are my yeah. thoughts and idea at that specific moment yes yeah so Again, if I don't like, I do change my mind. Yeah, of course. That truth is not necessarily my truth today. Yeah, and it's okay. Yeah, but I feel like people are overly consuming this positive and this. You can do it, and if toxic you put, positivity. Exactly. <laughs> Everybody thinks they're gonna make it at the end. No, they won't. <laughs> no, but it's the truth. Sadly, again. So instead of focusing at the end game, right? I want to work. I'm gonna be positive to get my success. Enjoy the journey. Yeah good or bad right yeah people always saying oh even in fail you have to enjoy the failure to get the success i'm like yeah yeah but a lot of people fail <laughs> and never reach that success yeah and you know sadly i say it like that and it's it's darker truth yet you should enjoy the moment those little you know moments of sunshine yeah it's all perspective yes because someone's success might not be someone else's right so oh that's we another, all define yes so what's success for you um i already feel like i'm successful <laughs> that's good that's very good <laughs> i'm maybe not where i want to be uh financially and i think i'll always have you know goals financial um, goals or goals in general goals okay yeah um i'm constantly learning and evolving and that what i thrive on that i love that i love that's that i'm not richness. the same person i was you know when I was 14 and then even just six months ago. Yeah. What did you want to be when you were a child? Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, the first thing I remember saying I wanted to be was a cool nun. <laughs> Whoa, what, sister act? <laughs> Probably, I don't know. A I don't cool remember why. Nun. That is very... Uh, yeah, like a fashionable nun. I don't know why. That is so sinful in so many ways. <laughs> So I nuns are not cool. Yeah, but you said cool nun. That means nuns are not cool to start with. And you wanted to modernize the nuns. I think um, I questioned religion at a very young age. Um, Greek Orthodox. Greek Orthodox, yeah. Isn't it your Christmas soon or was it did it pass? No, that's the old. Oh, okay. There's yeah, new. I didn't get the update. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't want that's to. It's like anybody. the old calendar. We don't follow the old calendar oh, okay. we celebrate with everyone else oh okay yeah. i didn't know that like i yeah. remember when i used to go to high school here the greeks wouldn't be there oh that's easter oh easter sometimes falls on um different so days yeah okay. it's fine it doesn't matter yeah. fair <laughs> enough so you why did you question religion um we went to church and when the priest would shame people for coming to church in running shoes or jeans or for women wearing pants and not wearing a skirt something in me just felt like that was wrong um i think i always felt a connection to god Mm -hmm. um and i just felt like god wouldn't refuse someone in his home because of what they were wearing so do you mind me asking so what's your your thought about god let's just say let's go in deep because you're more of a spiritual person from what I understood very originally. spiritual yes. but can you be both why not I'm asking you <laughs> <laughs> you could be whatever you want to be absolutely I am I am I believe um, I don't believe God is a person so you don't believe not. it's a he or she so it's not a traditional religion because if you look at the, the, the modern religions here Christianism Judaism Islam Buddhism well, I'm, that's why I say I'm spiritual okay so you don't follow i don't follow any specific religion um i have my own beliefs my own belief system and that's what i go by so god is not a person god is energy Energy. yeah god is everywhere and everything and um is he conscious like is he aware consciousness yeah to me consciousness is god interesting so what happens after life um, I believe 
at some point we reincarnate. I believe that we go into a different dimension because I do believe in spirits and angels. You believe in souls. In souls. Okay, fair yeah. enough. And that there's different rankings, I guess, or levels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I believe that at some point we reincarnate, we come back. On Earth. Yeah. As humans or as humans or any living as humans okay and do you bring back the memories of the past i think some people do i think that it's in it's embedded i believe that there are ways to unlock that um and to get a glimpse um there are diff- different reasons why i believe in that we can get into it if you please want. i'm very intrigued um <laughs> So I've experienced a couple of things uh, growing up, um, witnessed. Um, okay, so let's say uh, <laughs> don't be shy. <laughs> it's not that I'm shy. It's just there's so much. There's so much going on. I don't know where to start or like how to. From the beginning, usually is the best <laughs> way. <laughs> um. So you had what encounters with like ghost type of thing no so i haven't i didn't have any encounters with ghosts i um i didn't not i didn't have any encounters with ghosts but just things that so i i analyze a lot and Mm -hmm. things that i've um okay i haven't had any interactions with ghosts or spirits in that way Um, my mom told me that when i was younger i can see auras okay um and I believe so now you can't see them anymore I can't see them anymore okay. but I and I heard her apparently this is a story that she tells me I don't have any memories of this mm-hmm. apparently she was speaking to one of her friends about auras and explaining what it was and that I walked into the room and said oh that's what I see and that she was intrigued um, by my response and started asking me a lot of questions and that probably scared me and then kind of turned it off Wow okay. Um, so I believe that everyone's capable to see auras, like that we all have the sixth sense. I believe that we all have um, like clairvoyancy in some type of way. Just some people it's developed a little bit more and there are different types. So because I believe in that, I believe that there is a connection to the uh, to the spirit world. Yeah, well, one come, can't come without the other in yeah. a way if you... Interesting. Again, like I said, I, I always find it interesting talking about not necessarily religion. I was reading a book not a long time ago. Their approach was really interesting. And their theory, I'm not big on, um, I'm a big fan of religion. I'm a big fan of spirits, souls, energy, and stuff like that. I'm not necessarily the biggest belief. I believe in energy. Don't get me wrong. But this entity that is looking over us, that knows everything I really doubt that is true and then I read this theory not a long time ago that made things open up my eyes in a way where I was like wow that's actually super interesting and yet it doesn't make sense and it makes more sense because most religions say you know the world is so amazing it had to be created by you know something greater than us and then so I'm going to give you the theory yes and you let me know what you think (laughs) So, you know how your body works, right? Yeah. Uh, Red cells, white cells, you know, your organs, you breathe, your heart is pumping. You know, you're aware of this, but you're not in control of it, right? Right. So there's living organisms inside you, right? As we speak, Uh, all types. You're aware of them. They are not aware of you. You created them, but they don't know that. They have all the purpose, but they were just born that way, right? They just showed up. So they were saying, imagine if we would be like the blood cells of God, of this greater being, and we're inside him, and we just don't know. So the reincarnation part or the energy part is all that magnetic field that we have in our body, right? Or like this battery. And we're all made from stardust. So that's why we're all connected. Regardless of who we are, what we are, yeah. we were created all the same, yeah. but then different options. So the evolution of it. So when a blood cell dies or goes and does its work, a million others are created. Pretty much like us. Yeah. Same way. But we're not conscious. We're not aware of his existence, but we know of their existence type of thing. 
And that actually resonated a lot more because I feel like because we are conscious beings, yes. we feel like we need to have a purpose and a greater purpose than the rest of them type of thing. You know, it's like feeling special, but on a greater scheme in a sense. It's a and little more the ego. Exactly. Yeah. But I'm like, after death is death. And that's about it. And like, you know, somebody will feed from us regardless. Yeah. And our create bodies. from there. Exactly. Yeah. Our bodies. The soul thing, again, it's like that battery, right? There's energy in it. Yeah. If you don't put it in something, current doesn't go through. It's just neutral. That's pretty much the soul. It's that energy, that that fire in us. But now that we're going to have that exterior or now to get to your dimension thing, I think research science has arrived to the 11th dimension, if I do remember properly. They've discovered all the way to the 11th. Now, we're only equipped for three, right? Uh, I think certain three, animals... Five? Only, no, but with our... Yeah, you're talking about the senses. Yes. Okay. I'm talking about perceiving. Okay. Perception. So we see height, length, and depth, right? Those are the three. And they, they were trying to explain in this research that people that only see in two dimension when they see something at three, it's adapted to two. For three, you can see three, two, one. Four, you can see three, and you know what I mean? So because we're not adapted for the four, five, six, seven, eight, we don't con we don't see it yet, it's all around us. Yes, constantly. yes. You can get it, you can get glimpses of dimensions even, yeah. I'm sure, again, yeah, yeah. I'm sure now people can associate that to a malfunction, brain malfunction, your eyes. See, like the aura, there was a lot of witnessing of people seeing colors around you mm -hmm. because there was this researcher that discovered this girl that could see your heat patterns. Her eyes, call it the malfunction because it's not the norm of most humans. Isn't that sad though? When we don't understand something, how we deem it to be um, like a, a handicap or a I don't know if they call they, they called it a handicap. There was even that girl that cried glass, right? So that was a very bizarre talent. <laughs> but again, what a happened was her, eye, her eyelids, chemical reaction to her tears, solidified the liquid. Yeah. And that's what had happened. She now, probably it crystallized it. She probably had a lot exactly. of salt. Because <laughs> I was watching this documentary with the kids and they were like, wow, there's a lot of different... Superhumans. If you, mutants, if mutants. you want to. X-Men's yes, here. Yes, X-Men's. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> but that's interesting because we, we pick the norm, right? We generalize mm -hmm. everything and then everything that's out of that spectrum is different, bizarre, or wrong. Yeah, so sad. Sadly. Yeah. Because we fear what we don't understand. Of course. And that's the constant. Of course, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, the vicious cycle we're living in. Yeah. And again. Humanity. <sighs> the sad part. <laughs> but it's the sad part of the brain, right? Because we have to put everything in a box. Um, I don't think we have to. Okay. I think that's like a self-limiting belief. I True. Think that yeah, I agree with you. A lot, of, a lot of people show that, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. I think it's it's perception again and just choices and fear fear but it's again perception and choice oh yeah yeah <laughs> again it's really it's really if you look at the history well humanity is young when you think about it on the echelon of the universe right but we're a very scared race since our creation technically speaking now if you want to talk evolution or not do you think that's embedded in us well yeah because it was survival Right, right now, we're getting a little... Again, that's so false what I was going to say. I was going to say we're more safe, yet with this whole COVID thing, it pretty much showed us that it was completely wrong. But since, you know, the caveman all the way to the industrial age, we were a very fragile. Humans are very fragile. We're not the quickest. We're not the strongest. Only thing we had an advantage among most was our brain. So because of that, we could plan ahead. We could uh, overthink our... So how fragile are we? We can't run. We can't We can't pick up the most. Like, we're not the strongest. We're not... We're just the smartest. And again, there's still <laughs> doubts. <laughs> if we look at the result of our evolution on this planet, we're very selfish and we're very... And, it, and you see it constantly. Everything that's different, everything that is not... That looks like... That doesn't look like us is a danger. That's yeah. how we look for danger, right? A bull looks for red and it attracts, you know, his defense mechanism. Us, it's pretty much anything that does not look like us. Yeah. Now, 
the internet and i'm going to give a compliment to the internet where now it gave an opportunity to the world yeah. to see different yes i was having this conversation a long ago with a friend of mine i was like we are super lucky to live in a city like montreal where just crossing the street you can cross about 10 different nations yeah give an opportunity to the world to have somewhat of a glimpse of what else is out there of course right it's like tattoos originally super badly seen oh it's vagabonds it's bad this this and that and then when you go to different tribes different things they're like no it's actually you know some yeah. it's cultural some it's you know memories or whatever regardless of whatever it is and with time it became more acceptable i guess yet that's the good because of that some bad was created from that because <laughs> we have tendency of generalizing a lot yeah i think when it comes to that is it really something that's in our nature like i i i i know that seeing something that isn't familiar to you um does raise an alert right for survival um but how much of how we judge people is actually a part of our nature or is it what we're programmed with What well, were the baggage of our past, right? Uh, by science, we know that humans see in color because they had to, uh, to see the difference between the type of color of berries. Some berries right. were toxic, some were not. Smell was the same thing. Mm -hmm. uh, touch was the same the thing. senses, sometimes. yeah. Exactly. So all five senses developed with time to rise our chances of survival. Of course, yeah. And all that is embedded in us. So you see, just like berries good berries bad berries depending on the color and that pretty much translated into black yellow redhead blonde you know what i mean and they're like i've never seen that type before is it good or is it bad and then you can add the media tv whatever you know and the, all those jokes an arab is a terrorist the black is gang related and white it's mental health you know what i mean it's how they sell you the package marketing is seen everywhere nature was marketing before we even started doing marketing right so how much of it is actually how much of it is it how much of it like the way i see it is i, I don't know maybe my percept my perspective is different because maybe i was different but i get more curious than fearful but that's a quality yeah so until something bites you right <laughs> because now and again i don't want to degrade anything we're living in montreal right Go and live in Australia where there's about 600 different species that could kill you in two seconds. And then you're like, oh, there's a spider. I'm curious. Yeah, no, I don't think so. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's in that sense. It's like when the Africans saw the white man coming and he's like coming with the mirror and stuff like that. He's like, oh, cool. And then they were slaves. <laughs> like, their curiosity, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. Now, how much is it propaganda or, you know, brainwashing? or just bad experiences that were pretty much shared constantly through that, I wouldn't be able to know. Yeah. But I find it easy in Montreal today where we're, there's so much diversity around us and saying, yeah, curious is amazing. And that's, yeah. I definitely agree with you, but I wouldn't want you to be curious in the Amazon, let's just say for example. <laughs> it's as simple as that, right? You're gonna be like the risk and reward. Like maybe you will be fine, but if I take eight other people chances are they might die or get injured or hurt type of thing i mean but we still have that we still have that survival yes right some more so than it's others. not it's not just it's not being curious and then not having that uh survival but we're not surviving anymore because we're very comfortable um like us i'm talking about here you know i'm talking about you and yeah, i yeah for yeah for yeah but I'll, yeah Because it's easy to judge a war when you're sitting comfortably on your couch type of thing. You're like, don't go out outside and try to get water and food for your kids. Yeah. You might get shot. That's survival. Yeah, there's so many, there's so many, you know, there's survival with like mental health too, though. Oh, I didn't even get there yet. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, mental health. So physically, it, yes, and where we're living, yes, we don't have to worry about that. Thank God. Well, for now. But Hopefully you never. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. But you see, the mental health approach to this is something very new to me okay because i never got to that level to be honest i didn't have time for that and it's a very mental thing to say and it's not to degrade other people saying that because the way i was brought up is like you have to survive so you do what you have to do and especially i'm a first generation i'm not born here right 
my kids are officially the first Canadians and they will never know the struggles of of you know I've, I was born I was raised in Algeria in somewhat when I was telling my, my my daughter last time I was like oh we had to walk a couple of kilometers to go and get water at one point because there was problems in Algeria and like what I thought that was just like in the movies and I'm like nah and we're yeah. talking about 20 30 years ago because of that physically for surviving this body I had to overcome the stress the doubt because if you start doubting yourself you're dead yeah it's game over yeah it's game over and we were talking about suicide actually <laughs> no it's a north okay so you see how montreal is one of the cities that has the most um suicide especially in fall winter because of the lack of light and uh, the lack of the seasonal depression exactly i'm african winter is two weeks of rain so that will never be a mental issue for me right that, that part yeah that part isolation or being alone that will never happen because your neighbors is your family in Algeria. It's not like here where right. I don't know who my neighbors are. Right. So that social approach, you can never be, if you want to be alone, it's a rarity in those countries because you're always together in a tribe. Yeah. Here. More of a community. Exactly. So yeah. those issues will not or rarely come. I'm not saying there's no suicide in Africa, but it's extremely rare. Here, it's a little bit more common. And then there was this comedian, Jim Jeffries, Australian, where he actually made this analogy that actually made me laugh about it. He's like, he never realized how Africans every day, and I'm generalizing now here because when I say Africans in the sense that North, South or whatever, their music, their clothes are very colorful, mm -hmm. very energetic, always smiling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're portrayed as the poorest when it comes to material and, you know, extra in that sense in the world, right? Yet every day they wake up with a smile. Their music is very energetic. They like to share, even though they have nothing to yeah. share or little bit to share. Clothes are very colorful, very, you know, out there, very yeah. provocative. It's mentally stimulating in a high exactly. vibrational way. So they're constantly motivating their mind. Yeah. And they're shown constantly that they're never alone. North America is a different story. More gray, more black, yeah. less sun. People are trying to be more discreet. You don't know what's going on at your neighbors. Mm -hmm. Like if they're missing, you know, sugar. I remember when I was young, the neighbor would knock. Oh, do you have any eggs? Here you go. It wasn't even calculated. Right. Here it's rarely, rarely, rarely going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to go to IG. You don't even know your neighbor's name. Exactly. Let alone ask them for anything. And everything they do when you look at them, are oh, suspicious. Suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> that he doesn't recycle. Or does it, you know what I mean? Any the reason. judgment. Exactly. Yeah. So because of that, suicide or depression in that sense is not approached the same way. How can you really be depressed when you're constantly surrounded by people smiling? Yeah, community is huge for that. Yeah, And that's where I said in the sense, I don't have that time. I'm constantly busy. I'm constantly keeping busy. Everybody was depressed because of this curfew. And I'm like, no, I'm more productive during curfew because yeah. I know I'm not going to be distracted, chilling with my friends. Now I'm going to be home working on new projects, sharing them. And, you know, of course, perspective again makes a huge difference in how you prioritize your time and but that's why energy, I, I, energy towards but there are a lot of different um levels true. of mental health right a lot of people also use depression to express how they feel and some people it can be temporary for other people it's a lifelong thing that they're struggling with whether it's um hormonal imbalance or deficiencies in yeah, the brain those, those are so there are a lot there's so much with mental health totally get it because community does definitely help um you know vitamin d does definitely help very underground nation here in the winter right subways everything's between four doors yeah and just uh hibernating i do and we don't yeah. focus a lot on um exercise or you know going out and just taking a walk this is where tv is really bad and i totally yeah. agree instead of going and taking a walk during the day take a little bit of vitamin d Oh, let me binge watch, uh, I don't know, Friends, season, 10 seasons yeah. type of thing. And this is where it gets a little bit scary. And even with my kids, I always try to keep them, I'll let them enjoy because I don't want them to be too different from the rest in the sense that my biggest fear me is ignorance, right? And when I say ignorance, meaning that what's going on around you, good or bad, right? If everybody's like, you know, playing this new game on a tablet, I'm not saying you should do too, but at least be aware of that way, if you're surrounded by people, you're not excluded from the conversation. You have somewhat of an idea. 
I always say I don't know a lot about one thing. I know a little bit of a lot, a lot of, of things. things yeah. And that's very important. Mm -hmm. Diversifying, you know, change. It's like money. <laughs> you have to diversify your bonds. Don't put all your money in the same mm -hmm. basket mm -hmm. in that sense. But mental health, what's scary, where I was going with the Jim Jeffries thing, is like you'll see a billionaire lose 100 million and feel depressed. He's still a millionaire, but he's focused on what he lost. Yeah. Right? And somebody else where he had difficulty finding food or water yeah. wakes up and he's like, shit, I have another day to live. I'm alive, yeah. Exactly. So it's a question of perspective. Exactly. The famous cup, half full, half empty. I'm yeah. like, you should be lucky you have a cup. Then you can fill it in with whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> And this is where it becomes delicate because I feel like everybody, especially now, 2022, everybody likes, and I'm generalizing again, a lot of people like to play the victim. I'm going through this. I'm doing this. Life is hard on me. Everybody's against me. I mean, what are you going to do about it? Yeah, that's the question. Again, that's why the surviving and thriving parts yeah. for this younger generation, these Z generations, whatever they're called, everybody feels entitled. Because I am alive, I should have this. This I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I had a really long conversation with. Yeah, the, but why? Why is it like that? Why are they there? Because of influencers. Mm, <laughs> is it only influencers? They're part of the problem. Again, it's TV, social media, whatever is being portrayed as cool and interesting. In the '80s, '70s, you know, hard work and never stopping, and you know, just living life, enjoying life, was seen as cool. Now today is mostly materialistic stuff. You know, what you have, what you don't have, how you... It's not even how you got it anymore that counts, right? Before when you were doing something illegal, you were ashamed of it. You were doing it for the survival of your tribe. But you weren't, you know, portraying it to everybody. You're keeping it secret because you don't want people to be ashamed of you. Today it's glorified. I, I'm doing illegal money. I'm doing crimes. Uh, <laughs> I'm fake. I just remember... Uh, plastic surgery yeah since we grew up in that generation yeah. right way back when we went and again, through that transition it, where it was like you can't you couldn't say you got anything exactly done. and again i'm not for or against each yeah. their own it is what it is yeah. yet i remember in the 90s 80s when it started somebody did like a boob job it was like no 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 it was natural never 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 <laughs> never now today they're like yeah the first time was doctor this and the second <laughs> time was doctor that and i'm like i'm not saying which one is right or wrong i'm yeah. just saying the approach is so different now different things are being glorified okay you know some people you know a lot of influencers are portraying good health yet they forget to say that they did plastic surgery before to get to that body type of thing so this is where it gets delicate because you're selling something without explaining how you got there yeah i think in every case it depends um for sure if someone does liposuction and then they're trying to say that they diet and exercise and that's how they got the results then that's not right most definitely, especially if you have a big platform and you have young people looking up like to you. Like most do. Yeah. Um, I think every situation's different. Yeah. You're a very positive person. It's good. I just, I like to see every perspective. I don't like to, I generalize. I don't like to. Um, I agree. I agree with you. Like, again, I generalize because it's easier to actually make sense of the fuss i know there is exceptions i know people some people worked really hard and got what they got today with real honest work yeah it depends what they're selling exactly you know but someone the, that gets a boob job <laughs> no no but that's okay again like somebody that you got know, a boob job like, because it's for their self-esteem yeah or because they had an accident or whatever regardless of the the yeah. reason again at the end of the day just don't mention that it was natural Right. type of thing right i think that that's what's great about today that people are being more vocal about how they feel in every way or what they you know experience this is where it gets delicate for me i i would love to believe what you just said but uh, uh, that's not what i see even in their being honest it's a lie because it's trending in that mm -hmm. sense they'll tell you oh yeah i did this because i was you know a lot of people are claiming that they have mental health issues a lot of people do a lot of people do but a lot of people are claiming that they do because it's trending they need that pity they need that victim yeah. that attention that's what's yeah. going on right now people are hungry for all types of attention i think in general what happens is that people are i'm a big advocate on self-love and i do post a lot of things and i try to 
you know, put that out there um, because I think that that's the foundation. As I long as you practice people, what you preach. I do. That's yeah, it. Most definitely. Um, I think when a lot of people are looking for ex- things outside of themselves to make them happy, that's where. Yeah. No, I. With everything, materialistic things, with trying to get attention, with, you know, giving themselves a diagnosis they don't have, with. Everybody's a doctor today. Being, yeah. And the thing is that quote that everybody loves to say, fake it until you make it. I think that's where we're at in society today. A lot of people will fake it. And then eventually they'll be like, you know, those who are saying, oh, I have mental health issues. They fake it. And then eventually they actually do. The thing is, you tell yourself something enough and it will happen, good or bad. True. Yeah. So what's your approach for the, I'm guessing you have a bucket list? Uh, I do. You have goals? I do, I do. I have a vision board. <laughs> Always find that cute. Where is it? In your house? Yeah. Okay. In my bedroom, next like, to my bed. Fair enough. So you look at it every day, every, every morning. morning, every night, and you visualize. Yeah. Do you mind sharing what's on it, or a little bit? Um, I have a few. So I have one for my art. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to do a, an exhibition at some point, um, and I'm hoping one day I'll be a full-time artist. Oh. Um. So that's one. Uh, the other one is um, for my wellness, uh, more spiritually. Um, then I have one for uh, my attracting my soulmate. <laughs> so you believe in soulmates? I believe in soulmates. I believe we have multiple soulmates throughout our lives. And um, wait, 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 wait! This is, this is fun. <laughs> wait, you're keeping the best for the last. Wait, multiple soulmates. Mm-hmm. So how does this work? A soulmate as in a partner or is it like a friend? Or yeah, I think it could be anything. It could be in a friend. It can be in a partner. I believe that we have. So when I was younger, I thought that we had one soulmate. Mm-hmm. I believe that everyone has one person that was made for them. And um, my high school sweetheart, I thought he was my soulmate. And he was going to be my forever. And we all did. Yeah. And um, obviously that didn't happen. Um, but then I met somebody else and I believe that he was my soulmate as well. Um, but that was a bit of a contradiction to what I believed because I thought there was only one. You can only have one. So you're saying all of so them So now were. I believe, no, not all. Not everyone I dated was my no, soulmate. No, no, no. But meaning these two main ones, yeah, these those, two main characters. Those two main ones, yeah, I believe were. I believe my... So, husband. so it's not forever a soulmate. Um, I believe that there is, you do have a forever soulmate. But isn't that by definition just the last one you're going to have among yeah, all? exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so maybe you can have two others. Yeah. And the last one is going to be the ultimate one. Yes. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> How can you tell if he's a soulmate or not? Um, it's just a deeper connection. Because I feel like, like love, for yeah. example, it's never the same twice. Yes. Right? Um, I've experienced the same. Same love? Yeah. I think you're the only person I know in my entire life that actually said that. Really, the same love? Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's, yeah. that's interesting. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> you got me there. That's the first time I hear that. Okay. I'll yeah. take your word for I it. I have. I have. And I believe I'm going to feel it again so what's on your on your list in the sense that what are the do's or don'ts to be a potential soulmate does he have to be like you or opposite of you or Mm, it's more what i have is more of a feel like what i have on my vision board a lot of the pictures i have is more when i look at the picture the feeling i get the energy i feel from it it's not so much a checklist. Obviously, you know, there's, there is a checklist. <laughs> Who doesn't have a checklist? Um, let's be real. Yeah. But um, I think it's just, it's a, it's a feeling. Yeah. I think it's a deeper connection. It's, it's more of a soul bond than it is just, um, it's more than just a friendship. It's more than just an attraction or chemistry or it's all of it together. Yeah, I was going to say it's more all of it together because I was like, what else is there? After yeah, that? it's more all of it together. Yeah. And on like a different level. 
yeah it's like time but again my thoughts on that is timing is everything right you can meet your soulmate but at the wrong time and you won't even see it see i don't believe that i've witnessed it i don't believe in wrong i don't believe in right person wrong time i think if it's the wrong time it's because it's not the right person okay so okay fair <laughs> enough fair enough but l let me give you a different theory on this one so let's just say that person okay i'll give you the perfect and time. sorry just to be your forever person yes. right yeah okay <laughs> yeah yeah no no but you're forever in the sense at that moment you think it's forever right because again after that things change yeah timing makes it better or weaker that's how life is sadly yeah. and uh what i meant by that is let's just say you had a boyfriend in high school mm -hmm. and you would have met your soulmate because you had a boyfriend in high school you weren't approachable you get what i'm saying it's like it's not because it was not the right timing i believe the person's gonna come back around though that's what i'm saying yeah. so it goes back to timing then yeah that person will come back eventually in your timeline yeah but the first time you guys crossed paths it wasn't the right time because yeah, you didn't yeah, grow yeah. enough or you didn't grow enough right right or you didn't have because yes. i'm not i'm not half of the man i was six years ago yeah right and i have to thank the mother of my kids for that in the sense we're in super good terms by the way that's fantastic i love to hear like, that no 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 yeah we're like that's how it should be yeah, yeah. again yeah. like i said we weren't great as a couple but we were amazing as friends and um because of the experience those 13 years that i spent with her that that experience will be uh an advantage for my next relationship yeah compared to before that i didn't know anything right it's like any job or any experience in life more you practice it more you get comfortable like everything yeah exactly you know my communication skills mm -hmm. are a lot better i'm more affectionate before i was a rock don't approach me i was always protecting my energy protecting my time protecting my space what were you scared of i don't I have trust issues yeah i have definitely trust issues i always said it half a friend is half a traitor but <laughs> <laughs> yes it's very drastic but you know with love and again i always go back to the metaphor of a diamond right it's a piece of coal under the the right pressure mm -hmm. it becomes a diamond so that coal has the potential to be that soulmate but if it doesn't go through the transformations needed yeah so timing is important and that's why i believe we have multiple soulmates because as much as like i'm very spiritual and i work a lot on myself i've been on my growth journey since i was 14 consciously since i was 14 years old um so i feel like there's only so much you can actually do and so much you can actually grow on your own true so that's something that i don't agree with like the spiritual world where they say well you have to you know heal all your traumas and all your wounds and well, that's impossible love yourself 100 percent, and you know be who you want to be before you can find your person but i feel like it takes relationships it takes being with somebody that will mirror things to you that you can learn and you can grow from to get you to where you need to be and that's why i believe we have multiple soulmates so everyone i've dated wasn't my soulmate but those few that were changed me helped in my evolution of who i am today and has helped me become closer to my higher self mm -hmm. and then eventually you know hopefully the last one <laughs> yeah but everybody especially when we reach a certain age you know you're going through the fuss of experience right you live you learn uh, i constantly say that when i was younger i knew what i wanted in my 30s i knew what i didn't want yeah and now today is pretty much a question of what i would and a lot of people don't use don't like the word settling but it is settling because there's always better smarter faster sexier younger older whatever you want what you're looking for whatever your standards are there's always someone or something that has it a little bit more but it's the total package right and like in love but then is it really settling I don't know what the word would be. Okay. That, that's the word. Maybe my vocabulary is very limited. I don't know what word, what other word would I... It's like, okay, uh, it's like gambling, actually. You know, I feel like life is like going to the casino and you're like on a roll. You're making some money. You just made 10,000, 20,000, a million, whatever. And then you're like, do I still bet and maybe lose it all? Or maybe win more? Or should I just settle with whatever I just... You know, I'm good. Some Some people have a house and two cars and can travel twice a year. They're good with that. They could have made more. They could have made a lot more or less. Yeah. But they're like, cool. 
Now the term we would be using would be settling, but I don't have a negative. See, I don't think so. So what's the word? Because I don't think there is a word. I think that if you choose that this is enough for you, yeah. that you're happy there. I think settling is not being happy. Okay. Today we use it a lot mm -hmm. in a negative connotation. Yeah, because it it could be both. I guess you could be settling and be content where you're ha happy. Exactly. And then where you're settling, but you know you're not happy. So content could be the word. Content. Content yeah. is good because <laughs> it's really scary, especially now where we're we're in a consumer era where yeah. we always want more. I think that's knowing yourself, though. Yeah, but to know yourself. Because when you were talking about before, where you were saying, you know, they were saying to love yourself to a yeah. maximum. I find that's the theory part of it. Then you need to do the practice parts. 100%. You have to get dirty. You have to put your hands 100%. out there. 100%. There's yeah. no getting there without doing the work. But that's the thing. Yeah. But the work mentally meditating, staying at home and being hidden from the world. It's not just that. No, no, no. Wait, <laughs> wait. No, no. Wait, wait, wait. I'm not, I'm not saying it's just that. I'm just saying that. You know, loving yourself, making the work, enjoying the reflection in the mirror. Yeah. That's you and you. Yeah. Then you have to put that theory into society, going to work and working, walking with that same confidence yes. where people, when they're going to degrade you or provoke you, you don't crumble down. No, of course. You know, because it's really easy to pump yourself. It's like training for boxing alone, shadow boxing. You're kicking <laughs> everybody's ass and then you come in the ring. You're like, oh shit, that hurts. Like, yeah, buddy. Yeah. It's part of life. Of course. You know, and some people have it easier than others and it's okay. Some people takes them many tries, mm -hmm. some people less, but it's okay. Each their journey now. Exactly. You can't judge somebody. Oh, I took him two tries and he reached that success. Some people never do too. Exactly. Yeah. That's where it's where, oh, I married my sweetheart, uh, my high school sweetheart. She was the woman. Good for you. Like lucky you actually. Yeah. Me, I had to go through no, no, no. Yeah. X amount of people, yeah. <laughs> bad experiences, good experiences, yeah. you know. All lessons. Today at yeah. 42, anybody that I date or see or talk to, regardless if it works or not, it's important for me that we remain in good terms. Yeah. Because it's important for me that for them to understand there was no ill will. Yeah. It was a learning curve for me. It yes. was a learning curve for them, whatever. I'm not what they're looking for. They're Same not what I'm here. Yeah. It's really important. But communication yeah. is tricky. Because a lot of people express out of anger, out of fear, out of doubt, or out of misunderstanding certain things. Yeah. Right now, like overthinkers, it's half bad because you have time to analyze 20 million things yeah. before you actually got there. <laughs> but it's an interesting dynamic because I feel like you and I are pretty much similar, but on the opposite sides of the spectrum. You're very introvert. I like to confront people because... It's important for me to put it out there yeah. so I don't leave any room for... Misinterpretation. Exactly. Yeah. I'm the same too. So you like confrontations? I don't like confrontation. But so how do you do that? You send I them a letter? <laughs> no, I sit and I talk. Oh, okay. Yeah. But that's part of confronting the problem, no? Isn't it? I feel like confrontation just sounds so aggressive. You have a lot of trigger words. <laughs> Settling no, no, and not, confrontation. Not triggers. No. <laughs> not triggers. Because we give power to words, mm -hmm. right? Oh, yeah. I'm such a firm believer of that. So yeah. confronting for me is not negative neither, as long as it's, it has an educational or purpose behind it, right? If I sit you down, I'm like, listen, I know you don't want to talk about it, but we have to make things clear. And this is where a lot of couples have a lot of difficulties nowadays, where they just yeah. put it on the side. And then eventually, <laughs> that famous expression, that was the, 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 the what was it? The drop that shattered everything shattered everything i'm like yeah. that means it was full already yeah it wasn't supposed to be it's full very unfortunate but it's communication you know i think that there, it's a lot of things that we're not taught and i think that unfortunately people don't question enough and don't take enough upon themselves to actually do the work yeah work keyword today. work work yeah work 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 yeah are you happy yes Oh, wow, that was, see, <laughs> that was the most direct and I believed you 100%. Good. Yeah. I guess it takes a lot of work. Um, yes and no. So yes it comes natural no. to you. You're the lucky ones. No. Um, again, it's perspective. Like when you ask me if I'm happy, I'm, I'm happy, I'm alive, I'm breathing, hmm. you know, I'm not, that's where I go because to me, we should all be happy just because of that, right? 
Yes. And then everything else, you know, if you're going to if you're going to ask me specifically, am I 100% happy and you know, parts in my life, oh, there's always, then my answer will be different. But room in for general, progress. for sure, I have so much gratitude for a lot. And oh. I think that's what makes me happy. That, that is the most beautiful answer I've got in a very, very long time. <laughs> it actually put a smile on my face. Uh, thank you. Thank you. And uh, to be continued, I guess. Yes. <laughs> Surprise